Oh, ceasefire! Ceasefire! That should be a great show. Hello and welcome to episode number 88 of Unrelenting. A lot of podcasts may say they're the best damn podcast in the universe. We do not. We've That's gone, true. We've gone Although a different we have route. gotten emails saying that to us. I mean, there are some people that say they love the show. They usually disappear or are instantly institutionalized, but uh-huh. that's not our problem, really. So how's the ceviche? I mean, having a good morning, get your tea in. It's pretty good. I got my tea, got my ceviche. Need to think of what else I want to eat today. This is this is the whole show. Okay, everybody <laughs> check off the bingo card. Gene talks about what he's going to eat uh, or order from yes. the grocery store. Oh, boy. I'm going to have a spicy show today. I've got some opinions about the whole Israel thing, and I uh, might piss off a few folks. Wait, you have opinions? That's hard to believe. I know. I, I had to really work hard to try and pull an opinion out. Now, I will say, if you change anything with your audio, I'm going to have to bring your high end down a little bit. You are clearer than usual. I have not changed a goddamn thing. This is the magic of the Internet, I think. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the clean feed are like, oh, no, we'll just we'll adjust. I didn't it. even. Yeah, I'm just looking. I wasn't even looking at my meter meters in yellow, so I'm pretty good volume wise. So you just have to tweak what now? Yeah, it was just the high end. It was almost a mm. little bit too, uh, you know, with the uh, siblings. Oh, I know what it is. Because normally it's normally I do the show about three minutes after waking up. Oh, so you're just you're I've awake. been awake for about two hours. <laughs> That'll do it. So yeah, the things yeah, you have I, to adjust for as a professional podcast pitch. engineer. <laughs> yeah, yes, that that would be you, not me. The uh, my my pitch definitely is lowest immediately after getting up, and then proceeds to go up throughout the day. To where by about 10 p.m. I sound like this. You're Pee Wee Herman by 10. <coughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to the Unrelenting Show. The good old boys will be on tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Sunday, not tomorrow. Oh, Sunday. sorry. So, and I don't know if people even notice this shit, but we did end up skipping our last episode because somebody, not me, decided he was too busy to do the show no oh, no and and then and then decided that uh yeah he was too busy to make up for it oh so no no make good either no make good on that either i know i know because he it? can't defend himself but <laughs> he's been busy prepping for a conference where he's giving a couple of uh presentations to a large audience so i you know it's actual life real life work shit but nonetheless i still want to give him shit Hey, you know, on uh, my other show, yeah, Grumpy Old Benz. Yeah, I know. The Grumpy Old Benz, I mean, it may be slowly dying. We just said that it was going to not always be live, and we'd get them in when we can. And there are already people that were like, well, uh, I'm going to just stop my donations since the show is dead. It's like, well, nobody said the show was dead. We Guys, said, I, got a, I got a hint for you. It's been dead for about two years now. Yeah, it's well, and that was... so. Uh, we didn't do one on wednesday there was not one scheduled right and ryan's like well you know we could do one thursday if you don't want to miss and i'm like well mm-hmm. one i kind of want to listen to no agenda this week because it was episode number 1600 mm-hmm. i mean so you and i are only 1500 and 12 episodes away 
from hitting that mark on uh, unrelenting. And we're getting further and further back every week. Yeah. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Somehow, I don't understand. Yeah, they keep they keep pulling away from us, those uh-huh. bastards. Uh-huh. And I said, well, let me look. And I went into... Overachievers, that's what I say. Yes. And we went into the... Uh, I went into the PayPal account. And I'm like, well, we have a grand total of zero for a grumpy old Benz this week. So uh-huh. it's not really <laughs> incentive to get the shows in sure that makes sense so that mean i know it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you stop doing the shows because nobody's donated you're no longer doing shows so nobody will donate so there you go it's just the way the podcast ecosystem works we made it 200 and whatever episodes so did you, when you saw the zero did you say Popierdolich. is that polish or russian that's polish I did not because I don't speak Polish. As oh, you may well, have, I thought one of us was Polish. Just partially. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, that's always what I was told. But then, I mean, I think it later on became, it's like maybe more in the uh, Czechoslovakian. And that's when CSB. Oh, you're going to lose donations. Don't and, say that. I know. <laughs> CSB was like, do, 20, do 23 and me. They hey. let you know what you are. I'm like, I really They're don't want to know. about being Polish. I want my money back. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> you check. Oh, I hate you, Czechs. Polacks and Czechs are not the same. Uh, yeah, I, I, I bet you they don't like each other. Uh-huh. 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 I mean, you're all from that same little region there. It's all the same genetics. Come on. Oh, keep piling it on, man. This I know. is great. Gene's <laughs> like, let's, let's just run this bitch right into the ground. Uh-huh. That's what do, we do. And, and when you say you people, what exactly do you mean by that? <laughs> the world. Everybody living or dead. Uh-huh. Or, or yet to be living. I don't want to exclude anybody. Yes, yes. The, the only minority I don't have genes from, I guess, would be uh, Africa. And you've done these, uh, the... I haven't, I've only done one of them. Certain other people that uh, have short abbreviated initials. Yeah, have done multiple. Done, yeah. And got different like results. Three or four of them. Yes, with different <laughs> results, which but, tells me it's a scam. But happily confirming there's zero Jew at all in any of them. Well, is that what is you pay yes. extra for that? Yes, if yes, you're yes. looking for <laughs> that, I got pay extra results. We'll, uh, we'll get rid of the Ashkenazi Jew for you for an extra tenor. Yes, we'll we'll uh-huh. add or get rid of whatever you want for an extra. So you could just go and associate with whoever you feel like you want to. Exactly. Now, for people that are into the whole like getting to know your relatives, long lost kind of crap. Th- that has like all those sites i think have an extra bonus feature which is would you like us to connect you with your genetic relatives i opted out of that because if i wanted to connect with my family i would uh and i don't like i don't he's like but then there's a little place for comments you're like unless i'm a descendant of elon musk then please (laughs) that'd be that'd be pretty hard to be a descendant of somebody that was He's a time traveler. Exactly the same time as I was. Time traveler. Or or you could be, what if you were his, uh, what if you were his brother that uh, was given up for adoption and you didn't know? Very likely. Brother Elon. We're the same height. (laughs) Uh Yeah, but Uh he doesn't have the beard. So, I mean, that's, he loses an edge. He's missing all the facial hair. He he tries occasionally and there's three or four of them that creep out. But uh, yeah, Elon is not a beard guy. Yeah, he wouldn't look good that, with the beard, I, I don't I, think. And, and some people say, well, that's because he transplanted all the beard hair to his head. And uh, there, that may be true. I don't know if that's uh, true or not. But I mean, let's remember what his 
Twitter predecessor looked like with the beard, and it was a oh, yeah, uh, well terrorist. Yeah. And Elon would look worse. Yes. So that tells you something. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Jack at least looked like he was sharing a cabin up in the woods uh, with the Unabomber. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Musk wouldn't like his beard. Wouldn't even look like it. Would, it would look like Musk is sharing a cardboard box with a, a drug addict in San Francisco. He doesn't want to do that, so. I'm pretty sure he does not. No, no. And then on episode 1600 of No Agenda, they were like, oh, well, how much longer are we going to do this show? Talk mm-hmm. was uh, brought up. Well, maybe we'll go to 2000, which would be, what, four more mm-hmm. years? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, the one, there's no way they're giving it up during a that's presidential optimistic. election cycle. So that's never going to happen. Yeah. But I mean, John's pushing my age at this point. Well, yeah. And if one of them just ends up dropping dead, that was the other question. Well, who then who would we get to? to fill in and both of them said mo facts and people are like giving me see brooklyn and others were like well, what would darren oh what why aren't you getting mentioned i'm like oh, yeah i'm like because it would not be it, it definitely would not be mo facts adam knows exactly what the audience is for mo facts and what it is for their show and it's not going to be mo facts yes and i'm like the answer i want to give but people misunderstand comedy and sarcasm would be yes because it has to be mo facts because adam and john have both gone totally woke and you could only go with the diversity hire well, that's true. And then I'm like, with that said, Mofax is a really good dude and he's a good podcaster. But yes, I mm-hmm. don't believe what he brings to the table. Now, he can change. I mean, anybody can change. Why would he change? He's got an audience. Well, There's right. no reason to, for anybody to change. Right. Everybody, I, but, but I think he's a good enough. Let's just call him. You know, he used to be broadcaster, but he's a good enough podcaster that I disagree. I don't think he is. If you put in a uh, different genre. No, I, th- I, think, I think he could still handle himself. I think that um, I think he's done very well for one main reason. And that is having the co-host of the guy who invented podcasting. Well, and that definitely and brought the audience And I don't say that to be in. mean to no. him at all. It's no. just that if you listen to the content, which I, I've listened to probably five shows over the last, what, three, four years. However long and, it's been around. It seems like about four or five years. And first of all, they're years. too long. Well, which i mean but hey kettle pot what do you Uh, i don't disagree that uh but your shows are also too long my shows used to be long they're not anymore if you've noticed we haven't had a single show over two hours and five minutes we go snappy now we try to keep it under two and neither has incidentally uh just the good old boys we've been sticking to two hours pretty regularly but no i think here's the thing i think Mo likes to talk about topics he's interested in, which is totally understandable, which is why I also, like, I have nothing negative to say. I just don't think that if you just stick Mo out there by himself, he's going to be able to live off of talking in front of a microphone. Like, there's not enough no, people can... interested and willing to pay for that. Well, that's it. I mean, well, that's not having the audience for the super boost that he got. Having an audience is a very strange thing, because I think there are a lot of people now that podcasting is something that almost anybody can do you have mm-hmm. the equipment to be able to do it some mm-hmm. people are not good at, at it at all but this is like music mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out making music right now well, that, and, uh, that and i can't we stand move, before we move with the uh you know me not really insulting but to some people i'm sure something like i'm insulting mo i don't think john c dwarak is uh, capable of having a solo podcast that generates sufficient enough money either now tell me that adam and, curry and also can't do it solo tell me uh 
uh, Curry could do it solo because he used to do it solo, and I used to listen to him solo, and it was a great podcast, and he restarted doing his solo podcast again. So, no, I'm not going to tell you that because that's false. <laughs> but John C. Dwarak is much better as a foil to somebody else. And uh, that is something that I think uh, you just have to accept. Like, that's reality. John is better. John is, is much better a writer than all of us. Yeah. Than anybody that, well, I know a couple of other professional writers, like people have got a dozen books published. I've only written three books, so I'm not really a writer, but John is definitely a much, much better writer. And I tell him that on a regular basis. I probably reply back to him uh, or text him like once every three, four months after reading something he's written and say, I think it's your best work yet so far. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, and donate, he tells me you to son fuck of off. a bitch. So, you know, it's like, uh, but it's true. John is a very good writer. As a standalone radio broadcaster, John would have trouble getting syndicated. Well, I think this is the case for a vast majority of the people. We've talked about it. When you look at the most popular podcasts, almost none of them are solo shows they're all a conversation whether it's with two people or more i mean you get yeah. many more than two and it can start to break down unless it's, they're there as um very specific it's not things. easy to carry on an interesting monologue you have to have a bit of a um a bit of a preacher type ability well yes you Just have to be able to monologue keep- for an hour longer Yes. Like, I, I think you're pretty good, but I will also say that uh, just listening to your solo shows, um, I mean, just to be brutally honest, I don't listen to all of them because uh, you're not that level of interesting. Well, it's the topics, and I do know I well, it's covered... not just the topics. Like, if you were more... If I, I was a know, hot gamer girl, you would be listening to If you to were a hot gamer girl, I don't care what the topic <laughs> is, I'd be listening to your podcast thinking... And Man, a hot gamer girl just knows how to talk directly to me. <laughs> yes, no, and this is right. so that we're getting a little bit into the uh, how the sausage is made here. But that's the thing is, uh, like, what we have is a our podcast is basically a phone call between the two of us, where everybody that downloads it gets to listen in, like the NSA. Yes. Well, they were doing it already. So we, why not let everybody hear? Right. Right. Exactly. And. Uh, and so the enjoyment of listening to our podcast is not in anything either one of us says. It's the back and forth tennis game of banter that we're having. That's the interesting bit. And I think for some people, that's as close as they're going to get to being able to just capture and hold an audience. But there's a small sliver of people, and it's less than 1%, it's way less than 1%, that have mastered the solo game. And it's a harder thing to do, and it's uh, not for everybody, for sure. But well, no, because you have it's to a have skill set. like it's a learnable skill set. But besides being able to learn it, I think you have to have some, you know, predilection to being able to get into that groove and stay there. Right, you need the gift of the monologue. gab. Right, you need that gift of the gab. It's not the gab, though, dude. The gab is between people. This is this is the gift of oration. Yeah, well, you're, the ability you're to, when I say gab, I don't mean converse. I mean talk. Because there are people that you'll start talking to on the phone, 
And you yeah. and I, I think both fall into the same thing where mm-hmm. you could just put the phone down and listen for 15 minutes and it's never the talk on the other side's never going to stop. Well, that's true. That's true. But I think that's mostly because most people have an abhorrence to, you know, dead air. Right. Uh, even on phone calls, not, not just on, on the radio or podcast. Well, this is it. This is it. And there are very few people. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh, I think, was the best I ever heard at being able to talk for yes length without yes any kind of uh, stopping. And when it comes to the MoFax thing, I just want to let you know, CSB says Gene is right. Came in with a booster gram. And <laughs> I'm like, OK, so the curva, <laughs> curva, yes, curva. And then he said, did you get my 10,000 booster gram? And he sent a thousand. He sent a. 1015 boostergram to ask if we got the 10,000 boostergram. Oh, let me look. If I claim no, will you send more boostergrams asking <laughs> if you got the other boostergram? Because yes, I got the 10,000. I don't know if um, Gene did, but as he checks that, see, Brooklyn also came in with 8888 for show 88. He said, stay unrelenting. And we may as well just do the uh, boostergrams as they come in because we didn't have anything through PayPal today. So we may as well, uh, we may as well hit the boostergrams. What the hell? Hold on. It's showing me two different accounts with the same name. I was work? getting doubled up on LB2, it looked like. Uh, okay. I don't know if that means you got the boostergram twice. Probably not. Uh, I didn't get anything. Weirdo came in on Thursday. Did you get See, Weirdo's 33, 33? Like having third party managed shit. It's because stuff just happens that you have no control over. Yeah, but it works better than the self-hosted stuff. But certainly cheaper. Yeah. Okay. I finally got in here. No, I have not seen a single inbound transaction since October 23rd. Well, what do you mean October 23rd? Today is October 20th. Sorry. October (laughs) 13th. Like, damn. Sorry. Which timeline am I in? God damn it. This is always the question. (laughs) Because you should have had one on October 19th from Weirdo with 3333. Cyanide. It'll cure what ails. Yeah, that's true. But we do have that 10,000 from CSB. Privyat comrades, Gene and Darren, please invite your listeners to visit my cartoon blog at www.csb.lol and ask your listeners to follow me on Twitter slash X at CSB, just three letters, CS and B. Then I'll follow back and answer all questions. Yo, CSB, I don't know. That seems kind of dangerous if CSB is going to answer all questions. Yeah, and then CSB's uh, website, I can never remember. It's like csb.lol, something right. like that. Correct me if it's wrong. Right, the lols. You got to go there for the lols. So now, what? okay, let's do our tech support. What do you got? What are you showing? What aren't you getting? I had, so here's what I have. October 6th, I had 666 sets. October 6th, I also had 3,333 sets. I wonder um, if you're, uh, they're still being cashed somewhere and for your October other account 13th uh what's the craig darren the crack uh, what's the crack okay. yeah what's the crack that's what we talked so about that yeah. that was the irish so that was thing. october 13th that was the last inbound one i had i've not gotten anything since on monday i have beer tarted with 11 11 saying there's a reason why news is referred to as programming and that's true mm-hmm. on uh, saturday we got for unrelenting from bad career advice chad he said gene i had similar fake heart attacks twice supplemented a ton of targeted b vitamins and all the issues went away now my blood pressure and heart rate are normal overweight people are often 
deficient in B1 and B5. Check it out. Also, I'm not a doctor, not nor do I play one. Big bones. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that came with a 69-69 Satoshi uh-huh. boost. So oh, nice. My question yeah, so, would be, which... Uh, yeah, I'm not getting jack shit. So well, see, I, I love this, man. People are boosting. I know you do. I know you do. Because now you can even say, well, you know, we both get it because it's in the thing. It's a thing and in the thing. you're the only one getting money. Yeah. I'm looking to make sure that nothing changed. In- Just remember, people, if I don't get that, then I don't get the message either. So, you know, it's much safer and easier to send me something direct. I still got you in here as Sir Gene at Get Albie. I wonder for those who have sent in, if you can look at whichever program you're using. Let's see. Well, I can tell. So Fountain. Yeah. Will it tell you who you're sending it to or will it not? I'm not sure, but I'm looking here. It's Fountain 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 and uh podcast index from csb was the ten thousand. now did you get that one today nope i haven't gotten anything today well csb did it say it went through because csb will usually know they'll tell you if it goes yeah, through he'll, he'll know but the yeah, fountain one get lb sir gene very straightforward or sir gene and get lb yeah and those fountain Looking ones man that state. should uh that should be pretty easy yeah. to look at and be like well are they looking because we changed that last week during the show so by now what's the little symbol for you is that a b or something what is that little thing with the two antennas sticking up at the top of its head where oh the the l the lb thing yes i think that is a b or something like that i don't know why it's just a cute little mascot that they have going on but CSB, I'm sure he will look at all of your problems of getting your Satoshis. <laughs> I know it's in the RSS feed. I just don't understand why uh, it's not coming through immediately for yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. For everybody going into uh, the, the podcast index, I would think, uh, although I know they do some caching there because they're the ones that like to do, you sign up with them and they'll add it right. in. That was the way this whole thing started, although it's supposed to revert mm-hmm. to the the real rss feed hmm. well, go, why don't you just resubmit it well it is every day we do a show the rss feed is refreshed is it though it yeah i mean well, I'm i guess going it should to, be right i go to podverse yeah, to and i say podverse yes i want to really give these mm-hmm. guys a nice big boost and it shows me darren mm-hmm. uh, which is the one satoshi which goes through to my uh, satoshi stream bot so that's where the messages will pop up for me now Mm. and i've got my 49 going to get alby and i've Mm. got the 50 going to sir gene at get alby so that is correct so if i boost from here this is which app what app are you using this this, is the best part of the podcast i know this is always good testing i go through and i go i'll just boost ourselves which there's nothing more fun than boost Mm-hmm. But I'm going to boost directly from the Podverse, and right now you should get a boostagram from me that was like boost. That's how it all works. Nope, nothing. This comic strip blogger says Corva via podcast index. It went through to Gene at Get Albi. Tell Dean to check in his Get Albi dashboard. Corva. Yeah, I'm literally in the dashboard, and the last incoming was on the 13th of October. You're at the getalby.com dashboard. I am. Yeah. Yeah. You go to get Alby. You go to dashboard. Right now, I see here my latest one. Darren O'Neill sent me a boost. Really? 166 uh, Satoshi from Podverse. And well, then, uh, it ain't working. 
it's, it shows me I've sent 163 to both Sir Gene wow. to get LB and myself. You may, have, you may have done something, but Sir Gene didn't get it. So then I got, uh, although it is showing up everything twice in the get LB dashboard today. So something weird is going on there. Uh, yeah. It's the beauty. Oh, I'm going to revert back to my original advice. Don't send the goddamn thing to anybody. Don't send anything, to, at least not to Gene, because he has the worst luck when it comes to any of this stuff. You know, what I do get uh, is, um, you know, PayPal works. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, because remember that guy sent uh, a hundo and said that this is for unrelenting? Right, and it was to your PayPal. That was a yeah, it was to, to my PayPal. So, that, which <laughs> incidentally, it was to one of my PayPal's, but not the one that I use for podcasting. Well, that's even weirder. Yeah, so I think he just like Googled, you know, my name and then the word PayPal, <laughs> and then found it. He's googling Gene because okay. it's because like wait a minute that I don't use that for podcast stuff. Oh, do you know what's weird? Mm. this is very weird the uh the duplicates are what's coming in for this show like i'm getting your boost because mm-hmm. they, i have two different amounts because mine is a my split mm-hmm. is a 49 and yours is a 50 because i have one of mine going to a different service oh, okay and both of these booths are different. So for some reason, get so LB. Both them. There yeah, you go. Nice. They're sending awesome. me your half of the boost. <laughs> yes. I wonder how that happens. Oh, man, that's uh-huh. weird. Because you do not have a different number. I don't believe when you do the get LB thing. I think it is the recipient name is the only thing that's different. I mean, we'll have to verify that after. Mm-hmm. Now, now, is this the ad? Let me, actually, I'll just send it to you and see if this matches what get Albie tells you to put into your uh okay because this is what i've got for you we really we really should do this off air not on air because this is boring as fuck content except for everybody that uses get Albie and has multiple people and are like why is one of the people in the show uh, not getting clearly the one person that's getting all the money is happy to not talk about it so <laughs> you know this is like i can't believe nobody's sending anything um, to the show Gene. so I mean. no that would be a very different number is it's okay uh-huh what you need to do is take that little part and with the right number and send that to me and then we should have you uh as far as uh, i knew that was just uh what yeah, you needed to do was change the the name but i guess not i uh, well it's not like because that's what we did with satoshi stream which was using another value so I guess that makes sense. So thanks to everybody for sending in all the unrelenting donations and keeping Gene directly yeah, so out of the... Yeah, so basically you put my name as the recipient onto your node number. Oh, this is which, great. Which, which gets everything coming to your node that's supposed to be meant for my name. That's yes, awesome. I love I, it. This is, love aw- it. this is awesome. And you're like, yeah, I don't know why it's doubled up, but it must be in there. Not a big deal. Hey, I'm just it's glad. All- <laughs> I'm just glad they're different amounts. Otherwise, I would have been like, I don't know. I just come uh, in you'd twice. be like, nope, looks good to me. It's all there, you know. I just, uh, yeah. And the silent partner in the show, CSB, says, Corva, no fucking way. I'll be using pay fucking pal and fountain <laughs> after his split button that shows Sir Gene and split. Uh-huh. So something as fishy as duck, Kurva. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was stealing from Gene. Going, yeah, 
basically it's just been stealing my money i didn't mean to steal from gene but yet Uh there i was stealing from gene Uh Uh these all these numbers are so long i don't see very well and all gene has to do that's the excuse all you have to do is don't see very well you just have to cut and paste what uh, you need now so all you got to do is go into your uh, i've got it i've got it your settings button and and then you'll have it yeah there you go and then all I got to do is put this magical number in. Everybody always remember, if you want to get the correct funds to the correct people, put in the right numbers. Yeah, it's the custom value one that's different. So the, the address is the same. The key's the same. The values, the uh, custom value one is different. Okay, so the name is kind of irrelevant. Apparently, the name is just for show. To show who's getting it. And it's so. that custom value. So yes, we're we're de- disambiguating the uh, the communication with uh, Albie in here, and now it is updated. And everybody, I mean, again, I don't know how quickly. Do this not updates. send the goddamn thing for the rest of the show, people. This this ain't <laughs> gonna get updated until tomorrow. I don't want Darren getting more test donations. You want to get in. me enriched? Uh huh. I wonder if it shows me on here. Does it, does, oh, actually, it should show me if this is a uh, a different one. Oh, yeah, so I should be able to check here on Podverse. We'll tell you. So mm. let me look now and see how often they. Well, you do that. I'm going to eat a little more ceviche. Oh, you got some ceviche. Yeah, it's still the old value. So that's weird. It'll probably take yeah. a little bit of time for Podverse to go. Oh, huh, we should be day. checking this again. But at some point, that'll update. Hopefully a day or less. Yeah, I would guess less. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have no idea why I would say that, but I would guess less. <laughs> in the meantime, I mean, don't worry about it. I'll just I'll make sure I'll share whatever that comes in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With Gene, and neither one of us is going to be the new co-host for No Agenda. No, that's true. But I mean, we're probably higher up on the list than MoFax. Adam just didn't want to show his hand. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> the show will never continue on. I don't believe without one of them although i will say there was so i don't i think adam's talked about it so it's not like a prior thing anymore um so back a couple years ago whatever it was uh when they first moved into their new house in uh, fredericksburg um i was out there visiting and we're sitting by the fireplace and uh adam said you know so i've been talking to john about this this topic and it's just not an easy one which is are we gonna continue the show if one of us dies and uh so i don't you know uh, not to not to think that john necessarily is going to be the first one to die but let's say he is then what does adam do and and i i said well i think you should know the answer if you don't um i had your wife as a guest in my show and and it was my top rated show of all the Sir Gene Speaks. People love listening to her. You guys should start doing a show together. And, you know, at the end of that conversation, uh, that pretty much became a, a thing. And now they've been going for what? Over, over a year for sure. But it's however long... Uh, uh, Curry and the Keeper has been around. Yes. And the beauty is the show does not have to continue 
it would just be borrow that RSS feed and tell everybody there's a new show with Adam because that one is stopping. So, but I will say no, I don't, we, we do have a direct audio of uh, the answer to that question, though. If you had to pick a, a co-host for a new show, would it be Darren or Sir Gene? Yeah, it's, it's just an unanswerable question. Exactly. It's yeah. an unanswerable question. I, um, I probably like both of them too much. You know, Dvorak and I are not actually friends. We're <laughs> awkward. We're awkward together. <laughs> um, so either one of them was totally qualifies because I just like smart people. See, there you go. Directly yeah. from Hog Story. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's. Wasn't that the nicest blow off in the world, though? I just I, I like them too w- much. It was very, it was good. I like the, I like them right where they are right. too much. The guy is a professional for a reason. I, uh, huh? When don't, cornered with don't a question. Move at all. Uh, yeah. And, and here's the thing that it is an impossible question to answer anyway, simply because. When Adam started doing the show with John, it was not the show that people are listening to today. And I would dare say most people, over 50% of the people that are currently the audience of No Agenda would have listened to one episode in show one through 10 and would have not come back. You know what? One through 10 sounds a lot more like like us this show right exactly that's exactly right and and it's because their show was basically hey you know we we talk on the phone and let's just record it so john what restaurant did you go to last week oh yeah i i I found this great wine at this little place up uh, on the russian hill in san francisco that i went to and you know what though the the car drive uh, to that place was horrible i don't know about these potholes they keep not repairing in the city <laughs> well he's still it, going out about crazy. the potholes <laughs> yeah exactly and 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 what about you adam's like well i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna have to move out of my building they keep building some train station next to me i don't know what's going on but it's a noise all day all night long like this building is going down the toilet i don't know what to do i'm gonna take my my mercedes diesel and just drive somewhere else i mean that was basically their first few episodes was that it's it's a lot more similar to our show than it is the current no agenda yes it merged into what it is because they found a a niche they found something that worked they found something that resonated with people and i don't even think it was that complicated i don't think there was a feedback mechanism needed i think certainly john is at a point in his life where he ain't changing for anybody baby well that's and so true. all yeah. it was was that world events started happening and i think it started really with adam kind of paying attention to the european union's um what was the document that they had i can't remember off the top of my head but i think i remember sitting on an airplane flying back from europe and listening to the podcast where adam was starting to say, I just read this whole thing and this is ridiculous. I can't believe that they're, they're voting on this and no, none of the European countries actually know what it is. Uh, I can't remember what the document was. I'm sure somebody will know, but, um, yeah, it like, that was the pivot point in my memory where their show took a, a drastic turn into politics and into current events, but not like local current events but rather 
you know, world current events. And, and it's just been growing ever since then. And of course, undeniably, when Adam first went on Joe Rogan, that oh, yeah. just completely solidified the, the whole, you know, the whole topic. Because a lot of those people came over and, and people that had never listened to No Agenda that were watching Joe, they were hungry, thirsty, whatever the expression is, for an alternative viewpoint. I mean, that's the one thing that Joe's got in common or all his guests I think have in common is they all have alternative viewpoints from the standard mainstream. Well, and that is the secret to making an audience grow is beyond Joe Rogan, beyond Glenn Beck, beyond (laughs) Megyn Kelly. That is the secret. I mean, because just Joe Rogan, the rest of them don't really matter. But they do to a certain point because you hear the donations on no agenda. Yeah. 90, 80% maybe are the Joe Rogan ones, but you hear enough that, hey, I first heard you on Glenn Beck. I don't know if I've ever heard of I first heard you on Megyn Kelly, but I have definitely heard multiple, we heard you on Glenn Beck and started listening. So you need to expose your, you know, you have to go after another audience because when you just put podcasts out there, nobody's going to find them. I don't know if anybody ever finds a podcast randomly Randomly, by going and not anymore right i'm searching for a political podcast you know i remember those days back back in the uh, mid 2000s when i would actually check to see what the new podcasts were yes on apple when there was like three new ones a week not three Uh, new ones that few but there was probably like 20 to 30 it was a manageable number of new ones that you could peruse through. But I'm also old enough to remember when I did the same thing with the World Wide Web. Yes, where dude. going to the uh, the Netscape page and looking to see what are the new websites that have been added to the index. Oh, there's 36 of them. Do you remember when getting listed on Yahoo meant an actual person had to review your site? Uh, I don't, but I, I believe if you say that's what it was, I believe it. I mean, I, I don't recall ever having to talk to anybody. And well, you never, you didn't talk to them, but you had to submit it and a real person would look at it oh, before. Right. right, right, right. Yeah. It was definitely a submission thing. It wasn't like a, like you're automatically in. Right. And yeah. it wasn't just on yeah, It was not a, as they do now where it's it was, just, it wasn't, was it Mozilla? Was that what it was, or was the it browser? Netscape? I'm, I'm no. What? Yeah, Mozilla came before the Netscape. What was, what was the website? The original website that had the index. I'm trying to remember. I think. Ah, uh, I don't really Netscape? remember anything before uh, the uh, Yahoo. Yeah, I was on before. So I, I remember that in it would have been like. 91 maybe 90 or 91 uh right around that time frame um because before that like in the 80s it was gopher in the late 80s right and then the first websites were i want to say that that i remember going to was were in 90 maybe 91 but it was definitely one of those two years and i i thought it was the God, maybe it was something else, but um, it was not yeah. a well thought out infrastructure at that time. No, it was all text based and it was like 
if somebody had a graphic, there'd be a bunch of people complaining about the wasted bandwidth. Right, right. How dare you? Why do you have your header? That's the same image on every page you're wasting our download. That's when caching had to come in and uh, all the oh, optimizations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because caching was a thing to actually save bandwidth originally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's how old we are. We remember <laughs> when caching was like, well, no, the page will load a lot faster the yeah. next time you go to it. That's right. Now everything uh, is instantaneous. Yeah. yeah and you you'd like you'd have web accelerator. Yes. Devices. Oh my yes. Yeah. Where it's like, go through. Yeah. You mm-hmm. get it through this one instead and then it'll. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and weird the, stuff. It's it certainly in the very earliest days I was sitting on a, uh, a modem. So it was modem speed internet. Uh, but I got onto ISDN fairly early. I got ISDN in 95. So I had a digital 24 hour day connection to the internet starting with 95. That is a little early. Well, I don't remember when. Uh, when. The- so, and I'll give you uh, just for context ISDN was. Um, so dual channel ISDN was 128 kilobits and that cost $580 a month. Wow. Which is crazy. I don't remember what the cost was when which AT&T, was just a fraction yes. of what a dedicated T one line was. Cause that was thousands of dollars a month. And uh, eight, well, at that time, a T one was, is what a gig or not a gig. I'm sorry. Uh, 1.5 meg. megabit up, up right each way. Yeah. Or 24 voice channels. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when AT&T at home came, and I think that was our original download speed. I think that was 1.5 meg was the original really? cable well, modem. Yeah, that's pretty damn good, actually, for cable modem. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. But yeah, because I, I had ISDN starting with 95, and I got a T1 line. I Well, I kind of got a T1 line. I, I got a T1 line at my office um in 2000 because my landlord got the t1 and um he he was totally fine with me being on it and using it and uh because he was you know barely using it and uh then i kind of got in trouble for hosting a uh uh model mayhem on there huh see yeah. do not host websites at home no not a, no not not don't do that oh um, now you totally could well yeah now you totally could but it was uh like a t1 line was still something that was hard to fill and the main reason that i wanted a t1 was for latency because that had much shorter latency than isdn uh and playing video games um online as i did back then that was a uh very important thing digiguru says isdn was 2b plus d what does that mean um i can't remember what that stands for but it had two two channels so single channel isdn was 64k but generally by the mid 90s everybody was doing dual channel and now the so uh, RSS two, feed well, has been up, it, up it, and you could also here. incidentally that so the two channels could be either analog or digital use so you're having ISDN meant you can either be online 
and sending data back and forth at 128K with two channels. But it also lets you plug in two phone lines into it. So you had two phone lines as well, which is where the 2B and then the D is data probably. Uh, and so you, uh, if you used one of the phone lines, then your data would drop by half. Right, right. You yeah. could, right. If you used so one. Either or. And then who wants phone lines? Who even use? I mean, I've often well, said. I had two. Yeah, I mean, I used them back then. Well, back I then. Was running a business. Yes. But I've said that with these little devices that everybody carries around now. Well, I we think, didn't have those back then. No. But I don't know when you got your first cell phone. I, I did not get mine until they became more affordable. So well, I didn't have the brick phones. I had a cell phone by the time I was going to college. So it was 1988. I think I had the first cell no, phone. You didn't. I did. And they it, were over a thousand bucks back then. How the hell did you have a cell phone? Um, I, the guy that I ended up working for at the carpet store, he was upgrading his cell phone out of his Lincoln town car. I was the one that installed it for him. Believe it or not, I used to know how to do all this stuff. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. And he let me have the old <clears throat> one. And back then. Now, this is back before you grew to your full height so you could still get into a car. <laughs> well, it was a Lincoln town car. So anybody, you could, I could have okay, brought enough. three hookers into the trunk with me and it would have still had plenty probably of room. There were three hookers in that trunk. <laughs> yes. No. <Hello. laughs> but he's like, okay, can you install this? You could have the old one. And it was an old, you know, not portable. So you had a car cell phone. Yes. Okay. Got Correct. it, got it, got it, got it. And you got it for free. That makes sense. Because back then, what people don't understand, yeah. right now people look at service being the problem because of the bullshit of like, hey, you could have a free iPhone 15. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. But back then, you literally paid as you went. So it was like 10 or 20 bucks a month to have mm-hmm. and use it for a few minutes. But each minute was like a buck or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was more than that. It was yeah. it was in that range. It was like it wasn't crazy if you really had to, you know, let somebody know you're running light. But yeah, the phone conversation were definitely very quick because I can't really talk a whole long because I'm on cell phone. Yeah, it's kind of like when sad phones came out. It's kind of a similar deal. Satellite phones. Yes, the original it, Motorola brick DigiGuru says he had when they cost four grand. That's, yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, I don't no. I my first cell phone. I I think I want to say I got it in probably 94 or 95 and it was a uh like something something pcs and it was a very compact for the time handset which means uh it was about the size of the iphone but about three times thicker but it was about that same size so it was basically the size of something you hold next to your head um so it was a uh, yeah that's probably about right three iphones thick and about an iphone in other other dimension um i can't remember the name of the company they eventually got bought by somebody else i mean the whole market consolidated but i remember the cool thing about it was that it had uh much cheaper plans so instead of paying like 50 bucks a month and then a buck a minute you would pay I think I paid 70 bucks a month and it included like 200 minutes. Oh, bargain. Yeah. So it was like three times cheaper. And uh, it mostly worked. You know, if you get outside the city, you go into the farmland areas, you got no signal, obviously. 
but uh in the city it worked fine um so i and the only that i remember this distinctly the awesome thing about having it is that your calls to the call-in talk radio show station that i listened to were free they didn't subtract from your minutes so i was online on uh talking to guys like jason lewis and i called into rush a lot of times never got on it wasn't easy to get through to rush and i had i just sent you one and, and put it in the troll room i had one of these mm. as well the these were big in the day these were the transportable cell phones oh i don't did you send it to me i don't see it yeah over on uh i'm sorry i sent it to the wife who had messaged me that she was going to be an hour late for lunch today <laughs> she's probably like what no you i know, don't want that so you're admitting it isn't uh, it is a waifu it's not an actual wife you're admitting it though Gee, what do you mean it's an actual wife well you know a waifu is is a cartoon character pretend wife that people have that are a lot of them are no done social a wife would be an actual human woman that you have sex with right oh well wait so you have, have sex food. with okay, well that's totally it. different okay. yes it's totally <laughs> yes Ah, uh, but this is uh the darren's wife who will be back from working her job <laughs> right exactly but uh-huh. i had one of these uh cell phones as well oh, from okay. radio crack but i think that was the second one no man that had to be the first one then the second one oh, was a smaller God. non-transportable one yeah i remember these these definitely came out in the late 80s i remember those yeah this yeah. was so this was the first one that i had in in the car yeah. and then you just had to run they had magnetic antennas that you right. ran out the window right. yep but that was that was living in high cotton back then oh yeah hell yeah like damn. radio shack that's fancy uh-huh then i worked for radio shack and oh you were a high-tech employee i know i know it was uh i mean there were worse jobs but yeah like i I had a love-hate relationship with radio shack uh, because it was the only store that i could get electronic components for back when i used to actually tinker with electronics but they also had the absolutely worst quality of any other product so it's kind of like it and you had a huge catalog of parts you can order from which was great but but like anything actually sold in the store was the cheapest chinese piece of crap stuff you can get yeah a great majority of it there was a Mm -hmm. couple things they had and then they had a line i forget what they called it but it was not the tandy line there was a um line of audio gear that they came out with that was actually decent and i had some of those yeah those were pretty good uh like i had the minimum seven speakers sevens and then 77s so i had both of those uh and there was um like i never had their actual audio amps or anything i i didn't like those uh back in the day i i had onkyo gear yeah i still got onkyo really yeah wow i've I've actually probably got like three of them sitting in the basement because every time i upgrade one of them might have been mine yeah maybe (laughs) that was with uh at circuit city that's what i learned was uh-huh. that the without going nuts and spending mm-hmm. you know macintosh kind of money no don't even go there no <laughs> why did you do that that's where all your money was no no into. god no no i had a, a friend whose mom remarried a much older guy and so he had already made his money uh this is like back when i was a kid and so i remember going to their house and and then you know being shown the macintosh and and the um 
Logan Martin speakers Ooh. and all that, like multi thousand dollar per piece of equipment kind of shit. Uh huh. But it sounded good. Well, well, it sounded extra good in the 80s and 90s because it was so far ahead of its time. Yes. I don't know that today. Yeah, technology the is enough. Has caught up yeah. on a lot, but that's when I was selling the audio gear back in the mm-hmm. back of your truck. Early 90s, right? Out of uh, Circuit City. Yeah. That I learned that when it came to the affordable stuff, the Ankyo and Harman Kardon back in the day were pretty damn good. Kenwood was a little step up, and then you had the Pioneer and Sony. I'm not, and Pioneer has their top end stuff was really nice, but the consumer end stuff back then was garbage. And I was like, oh, okay, Ankyo. That kind of seemed like the nice trade off in getting a quality sound mm-hmm. without spending a ton well, of money. It was better quality than Sony. And Sony was kind of like the mass market, decent quality stuff. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I remember when uh, we opened up the Circuit City here, they brought a couple of guys up from a store, I think in the St. Louis area Mm -hmm. that had been opened to be like, you know, train us on what to do. Right. And of course, Circuit City would put all the crap in the ad, the, the crappiest of the crap. And I remember once. They had a uh, dual cassette deck. Mm-hmm. And of course, a woman came in to buy the dual cassette deck that was in the ad because you saw it in the ad. And that's what I want. Right. Yep. And this dude was doing everything he could to move her up to a mm-hmm. Kenwood deck yep. because the people that ran the circuit city didn't want you to sell the shit they put in the ad. It well, was yeah, the obviously. constant battle of, you know, it, I had a dual Kenwood deck, dual Kenwood cassette deck. I remember that thing. Yeah, they it were did nice. The 2X copying. They were nice. But she finally went to him and asked, like, well, you know, what you keep trying to sell me this. Is there is there something wrong with the Sony or Pioneer, whatever it was? Yep. yep. And he said, Not if you're looking for a doorstop. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, truth in advertising. That's all yeah. you Yeah. Yeah. But they that uh, they kind of frowned upon that sales technique as well. I could see that. I mean, that's a little too much truth. Probably didn't make a sale at the end of the story. Why? Well, I, I always had a Best Buy next door, so it was very easy to go see what was the latest and newest stuff. Um, the uh, I think it was even the original Best Buy store is the one that I used to go to. Ooh. Um, well, that's the true. They started out in Minneapolis, the, right? Yeah. 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 But it was it was the Best Buy next to Southdale in the diner for anybody that actually knows Minnesota, and um, that store was tiny in comparison to the size of the stores that they en- eventually ended up building. But like I remember going there in the eighties, and it was probably half refrigerators and washing machines, and then maybe a, a quarter televisions and the quarter audio gear and uh it was uh it was where everybody that wasn't looking for a macintosh went to buy audio gear so it wasn't the cheap shit you'd buy at sears which you know contrary to what it's like see to people that are younger than us sears is basically what best or what uh amazon is today so back 
in the olden days, when the boomers were young, Sears was the Amazon. It was the place right. that, that had a huge catalog of anything that you could order from anywhere in the country. Or the world. Then, Don't you remember the episode of MASH where they order a bathtub or something from Sears? They, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. But it, it Sears, for all practical purposes, all Amazon did was take the Sears model and out-Sears Sears. Because Sears yeah, they somehow put it online. lost its way. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of those companies that could have pivoted. Yeah. That refused yeah. to because, well, nobody's going to want to shop online. Yeah. Like, in fact, in your little neck of the woods there, the, the Chicago, you had the Sears Tower. Yeah. What's that called now? The Willis Tower, unless it's changed yeah. again. Well, I don't even know what Willis is. I don't either. Probably the dude yeah. that bought it. What you talking about, Willis? Maybe it was yeah. that guy. <laughs> That's probably that guy. <laughs> but yeah, the Sears Tower, you know, Sears was uh, the store that you could buy goods from anywhere, which I, I'm sure people don't think about this right now, but Amazon at some point will be that they will have gone past their prime. Get it. See what I did. Yeah. There? Yeah. I got you, man. That was and, a great Amazon uh, joke. Hey, uh-huh. just tip your waitresses. Will you? That's right. But not today. Wait for a couple of days until the, the uh, files get updated and my correct address is in there. I looked, the RSS feed is updated at least on our end. So now it's just waiting for the, uh, for the yeah, apps you to would, do it. You would say that, mister. I've been getting both of your donations every time. For, for a whole week, which means oh I, I outed God, you out like of like 15 thousands cents so far. Thousands and thousands <laughs> of pennies that went to you. It wasn't even if it was thousands of pennies. That means it's over $10. <laughs> Ten that's, bucks. Not, uh-huh. uh, that's questionable. <laughs> that's questionable. That right. is questionable. DigiGuru says, we called that place Circuit Shitty back in the, you know, I'm like, that's what I call it. There were days when I was pissed off at work that when yeah. the phone would ring, I would say, Fuck you for calling Circuit City. <laughs> and then we'd be like, what? Thank you for calling Circuit City. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, or you, that you would reminds me of, of uh, a shitty walk yeah, in South right. Park. Yeah. Shitty walk. Mm-hmm. Fuck you for calling Circuit City. <laughs> Circuit Shitty. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, they All right. It. Let's get to serious stuff, though. No, you want to finally get this. We're, we're no, now. You, yeah, now we've, been, we've been bantering about nonsensical things for a while now yeah um, 88 episodes <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right we're done now at this point we're gonna get serious boys and girls we're finally getting so, serious yeah you yeah, had some thoughts yeah. about well, israel if, if i was still doing my own sir gene speaks i'd probably just do it on there but since i'm not and you know i mean the rss feed is up but there's probably like four people subscribing that's all at i mean that po- sir gene point, speaks has died has dropped off well i haven't had an episode in a year they're like, where is so, he gone? Is he dead? What happened to Sir yeah. Gene? Do we not follow yeah. him on No Agenda Social? You don't follow me still. I'm I'm, I'm hurt. I'm like, I is- do too, don't I? No, I'm you, supposed you, to follow you, you. you unfollowed me on purpose to make a point a few oh, episodes no, no, no. ago. <laughs> I Oh, that's right. I did, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. Well, like, I'll, I'll you know, I didn't notice. You. I never see him on the, the on No Agenda Social anymore. Oh, that's because you weren't following me. That's why. Because you said, oh, I don't follow you. You should at me if you need something. I'm like, oh, okay, fucker. <laughs> I've always followed this you. Game. I just don't read what you post. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then again, I do the same thing right in Signal. I'm like, I get post after post, and I'm like, oh, do I want to? You read don't this? read all my Signal posts. I read them. You get about a quarter of what everybody else gets. I get what the General Lee and how to make your own General Lee. And if I was yes, really, that was something. It's if important the, things. If how the, to make your own General Lee. If my eyes had not blown out at some point, if I had gotten the money, I would have. Uh-huh. That would always one of those cards. I was like, yeah, I would love. Love to have uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, maybe th- not. I mean, that video was pretty good because it was. We're actually talking about a real thing here. 
I sent uh, Daryl, 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 I don't know what his name is. Me and my brother, Daryl. I sent my host guy, I sent him a video of uh, five mistakes that people make when they build their own General Lees. But here's the the cool part about the video. The video is made by John, what's his last name? The guy that was, the the, guy from Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, Schneider. Schneider, John Schneider. So he's talking literally about the car that he drove in the show and then walking around and showing his version of that car that he has in real life. So it's, um, that's actually kind of cool. He looks younger than I would expect him to look. He must have been like super young in that show. Yeah, I think he was only like 20 or something. He must have been. I guess Tom Wopat was a little older. I think he was 30. And CSB did send another boost, and no, it's still not fixed yet, CSB, but it will be by the next show. <laughs> you, have to, you have to make sure in your program that, uh, uh, that it is updated and that we have different values for the user or whatever they mm-hmm. call it. But yeah, everybody should have their own general lead. Now you just can't have the, uh, the flag on the top of it because people will then oh, he's got the destroy flag. your car. I know, but in Chicago, I don't think you could... I wouldn't. Can you imagine driving one of those down into Englewood in Chicago? So I drove my my car. I drove your generally. In, in my generally, I drove in nineteen ninety. What year would it have been ninety? Was it four or five? Four in nineteen ninety. No, it was. It would have been five in nineteen ninety five. I drove out to see a buddy of mine in North Carolina, where I picked up a confederate flag and yes yes we all know it's not really the confederate flag it's the flag of virginia blah 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 but i pick one up and i had it hanging out the window on the uh, drive back and then i kept it in the car for about a, two or three years until it got weathered by the sun and then i took it down i never had anybody attack my car it was a different time it was a different time because the confederate flag was not seen as racist even just 20 years Probably ago was by some people well a very few because i remember a, a guy and he may still be around that was an old black dude down somewhere in the south that mm-hmm. his whole thing was the confederate flag that he like had mm-hmm. it and he rose you know every day he would dress up oh, and yeah. he'd put it up. yeah and it's like because it doesn't represent the one bad aspect only Mm-hmm. of that time and place that's true that's true and that's like, where people just it's like again you gotta be a little bit more broad-minded as a sinatra used to say but that's when he wanted to you know think about chicks he sure did you gotta be way more broad-minded mm-hmm. but to for to look at something like Broads. that and be like this is only about this it's like no there are a lot of no. southern traditions no. that have nothing to do with racism yeah yeah and my, and really it was mostly about the war and northern aggression true the northerners were the bad ones they were yeah Uh, anybody that actually (laughs) reads history will figure that out pretty quick another if you another boostagram i'd like this because csb is sending me boostagrams and he says corvad darren (laughs) let gene speak about the middle east (laughs) fuck other topics uh yeah you do seem to keep pushing me off the middle east topic thank you csb for supporting uh, and this that's what a true producer does on a show it's a, that's hey, right d- yeah he Darren? yells he <laughs> yells into the earpiece uh-huh quit stalling let him talk god damn it let the gene talk let him talk now <laughs> okay all right so here's the deal 
um my general stance is the same as it's always been and it hasn't changed which is the u.s has no business being the world police i think that's bullshit i think it's uh something that actually creates negative uh effects for the united states from a lot of countries when we go in and fuck things up so u.s should be staying out of israel just like it should be staying out of uh ukraine just like it should be staying out of taiwan and it should have in the past tense stayed out of iraq and afghanistan and every other place that we've meddled in because nothing good ever comes out of that meddling like in general i don't like the idea of meddling but at least if there was some positive effect that could be demonstrated i'd at least be willing to look at it and say well maybe in that one instance it was worth it but well yeah beyond beyond south korea where have we gone spent time and fought that the minute we left they weren't like oh fuck america and south korea is arguable because uh, let me ask you this where we lost in vietnam where we stalemated in korea there is no north vietnam there is a north korea and had we gotten out of korea sooner maybe the communists would have conquered the entire peninsula and we would have not had hyundai cars but <laughs> but it's well, a plus maybe uh but the like you can go to vietnam right now they're not hostile towards americans they're not it like it's a country that kind of went through a communist phase and even though they may officially still be i don't think they actually even call themselves communists anymore but like that was 60 years ago it's a done deal they're they're past it we've normalized relations uh what all we did in north korea is stall for 70 years that conflict and north vietnam would not exist the way that it exists right now were it not for the united states and what we did in in south korea yeah that case can be made that i'm making that case because it's absolutely and you can look at the parallels with vietnam where we pulled out instead of creating this uh permanent ceasefire condition because you know that war never concluded it's it's a permanent ceasefire right well then you look what more recently, and the one guy that was probably did the most to fuck things up was nixon and the one guy that tried to do the most to fix it was trump yeah well and the so, most recent you look at what happened in afghanistan and iraq those are not winning good. situations those are not nah, neither one has advanced the cause for america in iraq there are more people that like here's an example if you look at the demonstrations in Al Jazeera of what's going on in different countries uh, in the Middle East, most of them right now are chanting death to Israel. Yeah. Um, and just like they've always chanted, right? Nothing changed there. Which, except for Iraq, where the biggest chant is not death to Israel, it's death to America. Yeah, well, they're so both in that, that same boat. So that was worth billions of dollars, thousands of Americans' lives lost. For what? What did we get out of Iraq? A little oil temporarily yeah remember that was the whole That's thing it? we're in there for the oil well yeah not anymore and and how much money we literally shipped bricks like pallets of american money there because well, they didn't the accept cash. credit they only took cash 
Don't send your blankets. Just send cash. That's the way this podcast should be. Just send hundred crisp hundred dollar bills to the PO box, please. Yeah, we'll take those. So it, it's a uh, it, it was not a good move on the part of the U.S. The only people it really benefits are the people that create munitions, people that create military instruments. The military industrial complex definitely made money on all American wars. But for everybody else, they actually have a negative effect. Is it safer to travel in the Middle East now as a result of America being in Afghanistan and Iraq? Hell no. no. It's more dangerous. But Uh, I get that Israel is an ally, and if they request help, I think you... Are they? Are they an ally? I believe so. I mean, if somebody attacks the United States, Israel is going to attack that country. I think Israel would send troops to help. I don't know how really? much that they could uh, that they could really help. I mean, this how is- much did Israel do in terms of attacking Iraq during that that war? I have I really couldn't tell you. I didn't follow I mean, this closely they did enough. Something to know. that was really hard to do, which is not attack Iraq when you're getting bombarded by scud missiles yeah in in uh uh 1992 but i guess the intriguing thing is if you are the country as the united states has been Mm -hmm. with i would still say the most formidable armed forces maybe that has slipped in the recent years we're like third rank right now but it's still up in the top sure when you have allies that are smaller, I mean, if you have an ally in Chile, mm-hmm. well, they can't really do much to help you militarily. But yeah. if, if I think you still help them if somebody is attacking them. So I mean, when you are the largest, it's hard to say like, well, that you're not having a sharing of military might. That's for sure. No, you're not. The, what you're basically trading is. Can we put a military base on your territory? Yes. Okay, great. We're allies. We'll protect you guys now. Yeah, so we can That's have a place it to refuel. It's a, yeah, it's a place to rearm refuel. But the problem with that is that while the U.S. does have more military bases than any other country in the world, we have bases, I think, in over 100 countries right now. There's a graphic. There's a, a video I watched that shows like every single U.S. military base location, and, and it's spread all over the world and it's i believe in over 100 countries at this point but um but that's not to say those countries people actually like you oh no no there's no question about that no you're just buying you're renting space you're renting space from a country that dislikes you i mean i've been told most of the people that listen to the show don't like either one of us they dislike us exactly So with Israel, I think they probably like America a little bit more, but Israel certainly been mixed up in a number of anti-American spying situations, yada, yada, yada. Um, but here's the part where I actually get controversial because up to this point, I don't think I've said uh, anything really controversial. Uh, I think that Israel has full rights to do anything to Gaza that they want. I don't think there's such thing as, um, oh, well, that's, that's against the uh, international laws of warfare or some bullshit like that. Right. Um, no, that's, so there's two ways to look at it. One is either they're fighting an actual other country. And as far as I'm concerned, when a foreign country kills a thousand of your people, that's an act of war. That's not an act of an individual. That's not an act of a group. 
that's an act of a country. And when that country kills that many of your people, how many Americans died in 9-11? And then let's just skip for now the actual cause of 9-11. And let's just look at, let's say that all the media were right and this was an attack by, you know, the, the crazies from Afghanistan, even though they were all from Saudi Arabia. But let's just pretend. How many Americans died in 9-11? Do you know the number off the top of your head? There were a couple of thousand. I mean, it depends if you're going long term or short term, but short term, it was only a couple of thousand, like 1,800 to 2,000 or something like that, that right. on that day. Right. And then what was the, uh, what was the American response? Big, very big. The American response was bomb to them. kill. Yeah. To bomb the country for a week. Incidentally, what did we bomb first? Well, we bombed all the infrastructure. We turned off all their power. We prevented their water system from working. And we blew up uh, any kind of uh, uh, airports, any kind of places where they might respond back with. So they couldn't travel. Right. We blew up their train systems, their airports. They had no power because we blew up their infrastructure, their electrical grid. They had no running water. They, they had no refrigeration. And we're here cheering. And so is the rest of the world. So as a response to an act of another country, and incidentally, 9-11, as if we look in the rearview mirror, was clearly not an act of another country. It was an act of a group of people. And you can have an argument whether that group was even from the Middle East or whether that group was uh, well, from the industrial military complex. And but, it's done for a reason. It's done because you get to, as a terrorist organization, mm-hmm. you get to do the same thing. You get to attack a group. But you don't have to defend because, well, wait, you're not a country. How are they going to get you? Right. So, so here's my take is uh, I'm going to blame every single person that lives there. And I'm, I can do that because they haven't routed the terrorists right. and brought them to the Israelis saying, here, spare us. Here are the guilty parties. Well, in the same case is made. For the bad neighborhoods in Chicago, this works locally, too, which is why do the criminals take over these neighborhoods? Because the people living there let them. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's like the old saying, right? All it takes for evil to triumph is for one good man to do nothing. Absolutely true. And, and so whether you look at Palestine as a, a sovereign nation that just attacked another sovereign nation of Israel. Or whether you look at Palestine as not a sovereign nation, and it's it's hard because these people want to make both arguments at the same time. They want to say, "Well, Palestine, you know, is a is a country under occupation by Israel." Okay, well, if it's a country, then we have one country attacking the other country, and it is absolutely the proper response for the country that just got attacked. And as uh, people have pointed out, if you look at not just the the huge number of people killed, which is the most Jews since World War II in a single instance. Well, and that but was you look the at case that that as that a percentage of total population. Right. 
Right. This is equivalent to losing over 100,000 Americans in one day. Yeah, exactly what the uh, great one Mark What's Levin said. What's the response going to be? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, but but all the Levins and the, uh, uh, you know, the Bens are all going to come out in support of Israel. I'm, I'm trying to stand very neutral on this topic because I think there's plenty of shit that Israel's done and continues to do. I don't like their politics. I don't like their their structure that their legal system is built on. I don't like uh, just a lot of the shysters that I've met uh, that were from Israel. There's a lot I don't like about Israel, but in this particular instance, it is undeniable that what you have is a country attacking another country. And even if you say, well, that's not the case, fine then let the people, if it's not representative of all Palestinians, if Hamas is not Palestine, then let the Palestinian, which they say is the biggest uh, population, the highest density population in the world, there are more Palestinians in Gaza Strip per square mile than any other population anywhere, which I find hard to believe, because I've been to places like Tokyo, which are insanely crowded. And uh, I haven't been to India, but there's a few places in India that are super crowded that I've seen videos of. But in a way, you've got a ton of people, and you're saying, well, Hamas is like a few thousand people out of a population of 7 million. Great. Let these 6.999 million people get rid of the 2,000 people, hand them over to the Israelis and say, there you go. Now you have no conflict with the Palestinians. You just have conflict with the Gaza or with the Hamas. Right. Because what do you think any of these other countries would do if a paramilitary group went in, caused all sorts of damage, and then came back to their base in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. What what do you think would would happen if the Mexican cartels killed several thousand Americans in the United States and then crossed back into the Mexican border? What do you think the U.S. would do to Mexico at that point? Oh, I'm sorry. All the uh, borders would disappear overnight. (laughs) America would not say we're at war with Mexico, but we would sure as fuck occupy Mexico. And I mean the whole damn country. I don't mean just a couple of square miles. There's a great movie called um, Serpico. uh, Very well shot. um, That essentially talks about some of these potentially extra legal american um forays into mexico as part of the drug war uh, but it's it's just fun fun movie to watch it doesn't talk about this topic at all but it's just an interesting thing that i was reminded of but yeah imagine if this happened where a group and we know these cartels exist we know they're violent imagine and they do kill people they just only kill one or two people a day not a thousand a day but imagine if one of these cartels came into New Mexico or California or Texas and killed several thousand people. Do you really think that the U.S. response would not be to bomb the shit out of any place that they have a suspicion these people are located? Did you guys forget what happened with during Obama, during a, another liberal president's term, or maybe I should say Obama's first term rather than his third term, when? Um, when we were literally bombing cafes in the Middle East that had one potential terrorist, somebody that was on our list, and 35 
non-combatants that were just, you know, having coffee. Targets. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, we don't even think about this stuff twice. And, and yet we've got a shitload of a shitload of people now that in this country, in the U S are, uh, say, well, yeah, but, and the, so here's, here's the buzzword I want you all to remember because it's very apparent and you'll start hearing it every time now. As soon as somebody says, but, but Gaza Strip is an open air prison. That term right. open air prison is literally a PR term created by the, uh, whoever you want to call the opposition, whether it's Hamas or, uh, you know, PLO or any of the other groups that really hate Israel there. That term open air prison is factually inaccurate. It's just not true. But it has a good ring to it. And for Americans that can't find Ukraine on the map, we well, yeah, sure as hell couldn't find Israel on the map. Most people All they have know no is clue it's somewhere what's in the going Middle on East. in their backyard. They're certainly not going to know what's going on there. No. And they're hearing this term like, oh, it's an open air prison. Oh, that's so. Yeah, those Israelis, they're horrible. They have all those people in prison. It's not a fucking prison. It is an area that was part of Egypt. And that, again, people don't know the history of that, of that part of uh, Israel is um, it was literally part of Egypt. It was controlled by Egypt. Uh, and when Egypt attacked Israel, it was one of the territories where the Israeli tanks pushed back the Egyptians uh, far enough back that this became controlled by Israel. So it is conquered land. And for the entire history of the world, both East, Eastern and Western world, this is how borders get drawn up. When you attack somebody and you lose, guess what? Your borders change. Your borders change, and that land that used to be your land, well, now it's somebody else's land because you attacked them. And that's exactly what happened there. And because the Israelis are too goddamn liberal and they're too stupid, they didn't do what they should have done, which is made that part of Israel once and forever, and then have laws that allowed people to sell their property and move the fuck out of Gaza and into other Arab states. Instead, they kept trying to have this like, you know, Arab uh, Muslim area that's self-determined bullshit. It's, it's honestly their fault for being too weak. And like I said, there's plenty I don't like about Israel, including their liberal ass politics. People think they're conservative. They're nowhere near conservative. You know what the gun rights in Israel are? They suck. People have this impression that all Israelis have guns. Yeah, for a year and a half, for 18 months when they're in the military service. Beyond that, it, it is hard to get permits for guns um, for, you, you know, compared to the United States, where we don't really consider it all that easy here either. But Israel is definitely more liberal than the United States. But the United States is fast pushing in that direction oh, and yeah. trying to become a lot more liberal. So, like, to me, this is, this is all on the same, uh, like, it's self-evident. It, it is obvious to anybody that actually starts to think about it a little bit that if you like uh, Palestinians and you think that they're being mistreated, well, point the finger at the rest of the Arab world, because 
you literally are looking at an area on the map which is 95% um, Muslim, which has genetically the exact same people living it on it as Palestinians, and at the same time has immigration prohibitions to allow Palestinians in. And this conflict is almost as old as time itself, it seems. So anybody that thinks that yeah, there is an answer. Well. Yeah. I mean, even the name Palestinian, you know, that originally comes from is it was it was the Romans wanting to remove any association of the Jewish ancestral lands from Jews during the conquest. And then uh, referring to it as the um, uh, what was the original name? Uh, uh, it wasn't Palestinian, but it it has the same root, or the root of Palestinian is from that that word or that region. But it was literally a name given to the area by the Roman conquerors, not by the Jews that lived there two and a half thousand years ago. So it, it's it's really hard to say that this is the Palestinians' land when. The reason that Jews didn't live in Israel was because they were conquered and got kicked out of there. First by the Romans, then by the Ottomans, uh, by the Arabs, by Ottomans. I mean, Jews have typically been a fairly small group, so it wasn't all that hard to conquer them. And uh, in this instance, this is the place where they spent a large amount of time all in the same area and uh and it really wasn't anything other than military conquest that led to jews being pushed out of uh what is currently israel so symbolically that's why israel is where it is is because that is the historical and central homeland of jews um also because when it was given over by the british empire who it was a territory of the british empire uh palestine was and so they were able to do that <laughs> but but it, it's it's like it seems crazy to me to think that um the the dislike for israel becomes an automatic like for palestine if palestinians were innocent then most likely hamas would not have existed but even if it did exist certainly after something as grievous as this there would be a huge push by the palestinian people to hand over the criminals the people that killed civilians the people that uh massacred i mean you can't call something i I don't know if i would refer to like a 20 person shooting as a massacre but a a thousand plus people yeah that's a massacre yeah that would seem to qualify how would you how do you not hand them over and instead of that you have protests with palestinian flags you know supporting uh hamas yes hamas is the palestinian people and And that's why it is absolutely appropriate for Israel to go after every person that lives there. Netned believes the word you were looking for is Judea. 
No, it wasn't Judea. No, it was uh, it wasn't it was like the Pal- Palpatines or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was a uh it wasn't uh, it wasn't the Jews. It was um it was a group of other settlers that came to that area. And I keep thinking Palpatines, but that's obviously that's, not it. You're watching too many Star Wars that's movies. That's a Star Wars. Yeah, right. The Emperor but, uh, Palpatine. <laughs> you will come <laughs> over to the dark side, Gene. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, it's just, it's ridiculous. And it comes from a lack of knowledge of history. And it comes from a lack of, of understanding of what really has happened in the pre 20th century, like all borders for every single country that exists today were created as a result of conquest. That's how it's always worked. And incidentally, the, uh, the, one of the very few, uh, examples of that not being the case was when the Soviet union broke up and it split up, um, Places that were never countries became countries, one of which was Ukraine. It's never a country. It's always a region. And it, it was a region for literally a thousand years. Well, I so, was intrigued by the response immediately that the Palestinians, upon hearing the news mm-hmm. of what was going on in Israel at the very start of this, were like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, and that's then, because they're all part of Hamas. That's that's my point. Is that yeah. there, there's no difference between Palestinian and member of Hamas. Well, it's literally it's, the yeah, same this thing. This is our team. This is our. These are our guys. Yeah. And yeah. then the funny thing was, within like 20 minutes, they seemingly realized, oh shit, if we're doing this to them, mm-hmm. we know what's coming here. Mm-hmm. And this is mm-hmm. why this is so disingenuous with the assholes like Elon Omar and others that are like. Oh, our side, and make no mistake, that's her side. Oh, totally. Gets she's got to their a, flag. She's got their flag hanging in her office. You don't like get full to a, size. Right. You don't get to attack and then go, oh, ceasefire, ceasefire. No, no. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that, no, you're exactly right. I mean, that's a hell of a deal if you could do that, where you yes. can go kill a bunch of people and then immediately call for ceasefire and then uh-huh. wait another couple of years, attack a bunch more people, and then immediately call for another ceasefire. Right. Because we don't want you to target citizens like That's we like, just targeted. Uh, yeah, no, that ain't how that works. And uh, anybody that, that it, I mean, there's so many commentators and everybody else getting on. It's like, well, Israel, you know, is doing war crimes. You know what? What are you going to do about it? Right. right. It was Seriously, very much you're, is. You're, you're have hot air passing out of your mouth. What are you going to do about it? What are you, you going to elect somebody in the United States that's going to attack Israel? Because they're too harsh on the people that just killed more Jews than ever since World War II. Really? Good luck with that. Right. Because I'll tell you something else. Um, Israel has nukes. They've had nukes for a long time. And the reason, I don't want to say it's the only reason, but part of the reason that Israel has never used nukes was because of a guarantee from the United States. Right. Of safety what you want to that, ask that why the united in. states is involved with israel that's probably yeah, a big part of that it. is why because uh, when israel got nukes and again people are like oh yeah well they stole them from the united states well you know what when half the people that worked on the program were nazis and the <laughs> other half were literally jewish they had jewish last names it's hard to argue who stole what 
Yeah. Because really, if we look at it, it's the Americans that stole, uh, stole, that's not a word. It's the Americans that stole the guys developing uh, the uh, nukes from Germany. So uh, it, and, and mostly did it to prevent Russia from getting them. I think like actually developing nukes was secondary and preventing Russia from getting nukes was primary at the time. Well, there is now the thought, I mean, again, these are what talking heads are saying. I mean, not the band, because that would be a lot cooler, but that this is all in order to bring around the battle of the United States versus Iran, that that is the end meaning for all of this is to bring that about. Do you think that's the case or is that? uh, Yeah, I think. I think Iran's gotten a screw deal from the United States for a long time. I actually posted in No Agenda Social um, a story that talked about the um, CIA now admitting to the fact that they did in- topple, they, they were responsible to, for the coup in Iran in what was 1956, 1952, whatever it was, that brought in a very U.S. friendly pro-Western uh, dictator into iran and who eventually got toppled over by the revolution of 1979 um you know and then of course we had the incident with the hostages being held in iran american hostages for about a year i think maybe a little less yeah so basically reagan Reagan got elected yeah exactly so that was convenient too and you gotta like as just a normal American citizen who's like, yay, Reagan got him out. As somebody that's a little more astute in politics, you have to think about this. Like, if somebody is released immediately after somebody else is elected, how many months were those talks being held behind closed doors with somebody who wasn't representing the U.S. government? Like, it literally was reagan's team as private citizens were negotiating with iran and making promises that if we get elected then these certain things will happen as long as you release the hostages and they did isn't that literally what they're suing trump for yeah was for having conversations with russia about what would happen if he gets elected well trump is the uh, new reagan I mean, I know not not in every aspect. So I mean, before I people start not. bitching, but he yeah. has. Well, he was probably the last extremely strong president that other countries didn't want to fuck with. Not to say yeah, everyone yeah. since then mm-hmm. has been a pushover, mm-hmm. but the story that I've heard from. Bill O'Reilly, who I know a lot of people hate, but he's a buddy of Trump. So he has some inside information into Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And the story that I've heard when it came to Iran, because you remember, we took Soleimani out mm-hmm. and he was the guy, main guy funding the Hezbollahs and the uh, um, the Hamases and all of that. Mm-hmm. And you remember there was all that saber rattling. We're going to hit the United States back that they this will not stand. Mm-hmm. And the story was that Trump went back to Iran and said, look, you do anything to us. What I'm going to do is bomb the fuck out of your three ports, which Mm -hmm. all your food comes in and I will starve your people. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's a very realistic thing that at the time the United States could have done right now. Can't do it. 
No, no, not. So it, it's <laughs> the moment is fleeting. It's past. Which is uh, why you would see that Iran's going, well, look, we now have yeah. a non-strong leader in Joe Biden, which the next presidential election is only in a year. So there's a lot of things going mm-hmm. on in the world that may have an expiration date if they feel, if the rest of the world, if Iran feels like Donald Trump might be back in a year. Yeah. That speeds a lot of things up. It does. It does. And then let, just briefly, let me recount a theory that I can't remember. I probably said it on uh, just a good old boys rather than this show, but uh, which I is actually, another show. Everybody should which listen is to. Show. Yeah. Even right. though I've never uh, listened to it, I should add I that know, to my, uh, probably should, my podverse uh, thing here. Use one more person there, but, uh, Do you need a third person in that show I, now we, that your other guy's backing out so I can fill in. I know. Right. Jeez, I need I need somebody filling in on a part time basis when when he can't make it. Do I have to do like a southern accent for that yes, show? Yes, you do. You have to come in with a southern accent. You have to say nuclear, 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 no, nuclear. Nu- yeah, you say nuclear, 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 nuclear. Oh, he's gonna give me shit for that. Read later. my lips. <laughs> is he listening? Is the dude named Ben no, named Ben listening to the show? Does. He does listen to the show. Yeah, no, he he does subscribe and he does listen because he tells me shit like usually a day after we record he'll be like oh i can't believe you said that so he does listen well thank you for listening dude name ben name ben yeah i don't think he's donated but he listens whoa well i mean if he's gonna donate do it with satoshis and only to uh, my side (laughs) yes bypass me that's right (laughs) bypass gene completely everybody's happy it's it's convenient when i when i sent you the info for how to add me that you quickly figured out a way to bypass me anyway yeah unfortunately um, we figured it out within a so week let me get to the point though the point i was getting to was that my conspiracy theory preposition and i i don't think this is a highly um like it, it's not like a over 50 percent likely thing or anything but my my uh conspiracy theory is that you have to look at who was this attack in Israel? Who benefits from this? Who does this benefit? And you can start checking off the countries that it doesn't benefit. Like it doesn't benefit Israel. Doesn't really benefit Palestine or Palestinian people in the occupied territories. Does it? Um, no, because war is never going to no, it's be good like for either side. You don't want it on your home step. Um, so yeah, you, you, it's not good for that. Uh, potentially benefits the u.s arms manufacturing companies so there's one potential yeah they're making uh, money they're making like but they were all ca- already kind of making plenty off of the uh, ukraine stuff so this is like opening up another another uh money um set of contracts coming in their way um also very good for china because it takes a lot of the focus and, and the saber rattling off by Americans off Taiwan, because, you know, before you get around to protecting Taiwan, how about you protect your closest ally, Israel? That'd be, that'd be nice, right? Well, yeah, this is all, it's uh, a spl- I mean, one was we've talked about the United States military mm-hmm. has shrunk under Joe yep. Biden. So, which it's means factually, there's only so many places you can be deployed. Yeah. And if you're deployed in Ukraine, if you're, you're already, you're now, if you're going to go help Israel, well, you don't have a lot left to help out if, uh, you know, other things are going on. And regardless of how many people you have, you never want to fight on a split battlefield. Like that's, 
if the U.S. here's another controversial thing. So the U.S. came into World War II kind of late as a result of Pearl Harbor. We were, you know, doing some, some. We're definitely sending equipment and stuff to England before that, but really the U.S. joined World War II right about the time that uh, the uh, the Hitler's war machine was already running out of steam, and. Um, and by the time that Japan maybe wasn't necessarily running out of steam, but I'll tell you what they were running out of is steel. Japan was absolutely running out of steel, and they'd spread themselves way too thin by conquering a bunch of islands, like the Philippines, between basically all the islands between the Philippines, uh, Indonesia, and then uh, up to the Sea of China. That territory could not be controlled and held by a Japanese force very effectively. So there is a bit of a, I think, <clears throat> overestimation of American might. Um, it's kind of like if you go into a boxing rink with somebody that's a, a boxer, but you do it in the seventh inning after they've just fought another boxer for seven rounds the seventh inning you're mixing metaphors i know this is how sports i am right so the all you know is hockey right (laughs) yeah yeah so seventh round when they're already pretty beat up and and like they're gassed they their punches aren't going to land as uh cleanly they're not going to have as much power they're breathing hard and then you beat them you can't honestly say well we beat them because we were the better boxer at that point you were you were a decent enough boxer to beat them but they were already halfway to being beaten or more than halfway and so i think this is true for both the uh the germany and for japan and i mean italy basically was doing nothing by the time us came in uh you know they were playing in the sand they were building building little sand castles that was about it so it really i think we created and the us was only the only country that that was not bombed other than pearl harbor during world war ii and so there was not a damaged infrastructure the way that it was in europe uh certainly in asia because china was being bombed by japan japan was bombed by um the u.s uh so post-world war ii u.s had the best economy it was pretty evident we also did that killer deal with europe where we would basically own their ass because of all the expenses that we had for World War II, the land lease program. Uh, so I think that as a result of that, there, there, for many, many years, there's this idea of the U.S. as being the most um, best prepared, most armed, most high-tech, best soldier army on the planet, right? Pretty much, uh, yeah. But, but yet during that same time, we'd managed to not win anything. All the conflicts we were in either ended in stalemates or us leaving. Was it was all about money changing hands? 
Well, I'm just saying that we're good at PR. We're good at marketing. We've always been good at marketing. But that the problem is when you start drinking your own Kool-Aid, when you start believing your own propaganda, it's fine to have propaganda. It's fine to lie about how things are doing because that is all part of warfare. That is a part of affecting the guys you're fighting without having to fire any bullets. Well, so especially now, especially now with social always media. always been the case. And yeah, so but if now you watch it's even movies, more so. Dude, if you watch the World War II era American journalism, in quotes, yeah, well, true. it is more propagandistic than what we have today. And what we have today is pretty fucking propagandistic. But it was, it was literally, you know, showing the Japanese as subhuman. It was, it was, uh, with, without laughing about it, like in a non funny context, it was just showing them as being these little rodents, they're little, little rats trying to scurry and steal our cheese. You know, this is, this is a, I think a normal thing that always happens. The problem lies when people start believing their own propaganda then you have to separate the propaganda from reality. As long as you understand where reality lies, you can utilize propaganda to advance your cause. If you start believing your own propaganda, if you don't think your farts smell, if you, uh, you know, whatever, what other uh, analogies can I bring in here? Um, I don't know, but NetNed said that you're kicking the shuttlecock through the hoop for a touchdown. Perfect. I think that's a great way of explaining it, Ned. Ned, you're, you're right on the money with that uh, cricket reference. So, good job. Um, but that's, that's essentially what's happening right now, is I think that there's a certain contingent on both left and right, and it, more so on the left than the right, but plenty on the right, that believe the propaganda that we've created and then think that, well, if that propaganda is true and we know it's true, it must be true. Well, why aren't we just doing this? Why don't you just go, well, we should go kick Iran's ass. We should go, go kick Russia's ass. We go kick China's ass. Well, that's what's going to end up happening eventually, right? The whole world. No, what's going to end up happening is the United States is going to get its ass kicked three ways to sunset. Yeah, but that's, then what, what? that's what a lot of the folks want because we were too successful as a country, which is, again, if you're trying to go for equality, equity, whatever the buzzword of the day may mm -hmm. be, you either raise everybody else up in the world, but that's too hard, or you make the mm. United States a shithole communist country, which is something like well, Elon it's, Omar. It's going to be um, a shithole communist country if we keep going down the path, but my, my point is that we can still get there. We can still be in you know, a shithole communist country without, at the same time, losing half our population true but they want both <laughs> they want well, both yeah. for us to fail as a, uh, completely and utterly and to also lose half our population in wars because that's ex you the, the math is right there do the numbers people how many people live in china china how many people can they afford to lose in a war against the United States. More than we have. I think they could lose one to one. They could lose a Chinese person for every person that lives in America today. They could lose 300 million 
and they would still have a country. Well, I think it's interesting, this hospital bit in Gaza. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. This is a perfect example of modern warfare and Mm -hmm. propaganda. Yep. And it's very interesting when you have United States representatives and senators disagreeing publicly Mm -hmm. about, which also does not help the United States look like a uh, non-banana republic kind of a country yeah yeah but this is where dude we have a uh, a guy in the white house who wasn't elected and we have no house of representatives what do we look like right now a bunch of bozos <laughs> we, we are a banana republic yeah but it shows that now with this instantaneous communications mixed a lit mixed in mm-hmm. with the fact that you can make video audio images all say something you want it to say whether it's true or not and people believe it because they see it Mm -hmm. creating a video that makes it look like anything happened is child's play right now so for to believe this like well no no it immediately on uh on, on x we saw this and that has to be true it's like you know or the assholes that did it made the video and then we put it out on x you know it's well, it's, uh, I, I think there is some objectivism here that can be had. I mean, you could say, well, you can make anything look at anything. Fair enough. But that only works for convincing people that don't have the actual information. Um, but where is well, the actual information well, coming out we, of Gaza? Who do you believe? What is the source that you're going to get yeah. what you believe is truthful information? So I, I think that there is sufficient evidence that exists even unclassified evidence to show that what happened in gaza was a failure of a rocket launch team combined with the success of a public relations team oh yeah i agree they instantly turned this into a like oh my god but we also saw this in ukraine twice at least twice where right. they, they were alleging war crimes, war crimes, bombing our own, uh, you know, uh, well, wasn't it there was the Russia missile then, l- landed in yeah. Poland. And then it was like, oh, wait, sorry. Right. That was, that right. was Ukraine. <laughs> hey, sorry. Our mistake. There it's that knee jerk blame the other guy thing where right now, a lot of the world, not just America, but a lot of the world is happy to believe that. Oh yeah. Yeah. must've been those evil, evil Israelis doing this. And again, Israel's got tons of problems. I, I, I don't think, look, I don't live there because I don't want to live there. I could live there. Don't want to live there. Uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still looking for the next place after Austin that I'm going to move to. But it's a, but compared to Hamas, really? That's who you're going to believe? You're going to believe the guys that literally just went out, filmed their own videos right. of killing concert goers and that that's the people you're going to believe when they say oh yeah yeah those bad israelis just hit a hospital it reminds me of like the gangbangers going out and shooting people (sighs) and with the making videos it's like yeah really well because they don't see a problem with that because they're surrounded because again 
every Palestinian is Hamas. There's no difference. It's the same group of people. You can't separate the two. You can't say that there's this small little tiny faction of evil people called Hamas that do these vile acts. And then everybody else is just kind of doing their own thing. No, that's not what it is. Because if it were, then Palestinians wouldn't be celebrating and chanting for this Hamas act. They would be reaching out to Israel saying, hey, uh, we got your bad guys and here's where they are right now. Go take them out. Leave us alone. Right. We have the people responsible. Right. And as long as the perpetrators of uh, of those acts are not either dead or handed over to Israel, then it is absolutely within Israel's right to keep going after every single house and every single building that is in that territory. Because you have to start with the realization that people that live there are providing comfort and safety to Hamas, which makes them Hamas. It certainly enables them to do a lot of things. That is... What did we do with collaborators after World War II? Um, Same thing we did with the Nazis. Buried them all six feet deep? Well, I mean, yeah, or, or at least try them in court. Right. For their acts. Like, except, you know, the ones that had a lot of money that they've accumulated in the interim. Um, of course, those managed to get away. But um, for the ones that couldn't afford it, yeah. Collaborators are absolutely no different than the perpetrators that is part of the game and again you can't have it where you're like well we're gonna go commit the thing and then we're gonna be like no no hands off unfair like no Mm -hmm. you don't that was like that literally was the uh storyline or the plot to woody allen's movie called bananas which was about a his his idea was the best way for this failing banana republic that doesn't have any money to get money is to attack the United States and quickly have the United States conquer it and then provide money for rebuilding. <laughs> yes, please like, take that, over our country. This isn't like a 1970s movie that Woody Allen made. I know some people don't like Woody Allen uh, in, in lieu of the accusations, but, that but aside, the guy, I think the alone. guy made some brilliant fucking movies over the years. They're hilariously funny. Um, if you like kind of more highbrow humor, I guess. But, uh, but in Bananas, there's plenty of slapstick humor, too, because that was one of his early movies. And so he's, he's an American that ends up being, uh, becoming like the president or the, you know, the main dude of this little tiny republic to execute this plan. And, uh, it, anyway, it's a funny, funny movie. If you get a chance, if it's playing somewhere or you, uh, or you can legally download it on the streaming server, or on you the could streaming do that service if of your you're choice. Darren, if your name is Darren, then you'll probably download it illegally. Uh, but you know, if you're not Irish, then you'll probably actually pay for it. Right. Cause it's the Irish that download everything illegally. Well, it's not the Polish part of you. That's for sure. You don't know that. <laughs> You do not know that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, dude, I've known my share of Polish people. They're, 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 uh, as, as a people, the Poles don't have the same kind of cheap ass attitude that the Irish do. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm telling you right now. What about the, the Russians? Pirates everything. Irish, the, the Russians just don't believe in, uh, in copyright. That's all. 
Well, now, because the evil West is the one that holds most of the copyrights. No, no, it was way before that. No, shit, dude. This is like 15 years ago, I remember uh, you could go to the Russian um, Society of Music sites and download all mp3s that, that was one existed. of the first like for like a penny where they, we, where they were selling yeah, for you like had a to dollar be a member. you had to be yeah you had to you had to cover their cost of internet that was basically it uh-huh yeah you gotta have your own music man so there's uh yeah there's definitely that look there everybody russians have plenty of issues the americans have plenty of issues the israelis have plenty of issues but you you can't absolve people that are harboring murderers and beware the propaganda yeah so i'll start feeling sorry for palestinians when there are no more hamas in palestine and i think that's never going to happen yeah and the end of this conflict is most likely never going to happen in our lifetimes i mean at some point there is one one side may win and totally (sighs) obliterate the other side Yeah, and that's the likely scenario here. And and I did, and I, this is something I was talking to Adam about, is this idea that how different would the world have been if instead of the U.S. guaranteeing Israelis peace back in the, in the 60s, in 1968, if they would not have done that, because probably by 1973, Israel would have used nuke and changed the landscape of the Middle East politics forever. So either Israel would have emerged as a much bigger, much stronger uh, big dog in the Middle East. Yes. Or they would have ceased to exist completely. And I would believe in that case, Israel is not the small little country it is right now. But again, you talk about gaining land. Um, At that point, you probably do have a much different landscape, a much larger Israel absolutely yeah like uh i think both um lebanon and syria would be part of israel right now because basically they're sitting there with hey we're uh we are staying within certain boundaries because the united states will come in if they need to you know the big big brother will come in it is the big brother will beat up the the bullies that attack me kind of thing Uh uh-huh whereas if the united which is why for the people that are like, well, no, we should be totally isolationist, then you do have to realize that would have its own consequences. Would they be better or worse than what we currently have? Don't know. Yeah, I, I'm more on that line. I, I just think we should be a lot more isolationist. I think that you focus on the problems you get at home and don't try and escape your problems at home by only focusing on foreign policy, which is seemingly what's happening right now. Well, that's all we have is foreign policy. Until you get another attack on U.S. soil, which, man, yeah. with the amount of people coming in unchecked. Oh, it's going to happen. I, I think, honestly, uh, I, I almost had to make predictions like this because, you know, everybody's like, yeah, you're such a pessimist. You're always doom and gloom. You, Trump's going to lose. You're all this guy. I'm like, well, yes, but I, I'm not, it's not my fault that the, the factors that I add up come bring me to those conclusions, right? I'm right. not like striving to find the negatives. I'm just of the things I talk about here, are the problems that I see guys and, and, uh, show me something that changes and maybe the factors will change and I, I won't believe that anymore. But 
you know, the shit that I was saying literally when at the, on, on January, even before that, uh, in November, three years ago, the stuff that I was saying about now that Trump has lost, we need to find a fresh new candidate because we cannot run Trump again because he is unelectable. And we know he's unelectable because he should have won the last election, but yet the Democrats figured out a way to make him lose. It'll happen again. And, and everybody kept saying, well, you're anti-Trump. I'm not anti-Trump. I voted for the guy twice. You're a realist. I, I'll vote for him a third time. I'm going to vote for him this coming time as well, knowing that he's going to lose. And what the other thing people don't want to recognize, Donald Trump is not a Republican. Mm-mm. He runs on the ticket, but he is Definitely not a not Republican. A Republican. No. So the Republican now, Party needs a leader. It's not Donald Trump. Before you go rush off to open the door for your wife, the I said she's going to be an hour late. So I mean, oh I, she is. Oh well, shit. There but, we go. Cool. But, but Adam and Dave are going to do a show at oh, some they'll point. They'll wait. They'll wait. Okay. So sure. they're listening to us right now. Anyway, they're enjoying this. Well, hi Adam. Hi Dave. Uh, so um, yeah, especially all those nasty comments you you said about Adam in the first part of the show. I'm sure he was listening to that. Oh boy. <laughs> so much for darren ever being a co-host yeah, i'm gone Forget now man that. i'm not I'm never going to be on the stream again you may not the show know, may the show may end in any minute that's true <laughs> if, if the show ends you know that it's probably permanent yes yeah, right probably it'll never be back up <laughs> we will disappear because adam and, likes us both too much so, yes exactly you know, and that's too the much problem. to be on the stream sometimes the people you like too much are the ones you kill that's true <laughs> that happens all the time to me wait I, I don't mean literally, I mean figuratively. Uh-huh. <laughs> fake podcast, fake podcast. <laughs> Mostly the comedians that we talk about. Though. Yes. Yeah, we have nothing to do with their deaths. <laughs> no, nothing. But we seem to, like, talk about them right before they die. Oh, well. That'll uh, happen. Yeah, so relating, let's see, what was you, you brought up a topic and I was going to respond to it. It was the post-Israeli one. It was the uh what was the last thing you talked about uh, we've totally lost our trains of thoughts yeah i know i well i did we should it probably was, because then we're like what maybe dave and adam are coming on no they're not coming on what's the no because i was just gonna finish the damn topic it was the oh trump oh oh um so the, yeah, not the, being the leader the of the republican party in the work is that uh kennedy's running as an independent right that has a potential to do a a Ross Perot on the Democrats. Maybe, but here's the thing. He brings in the anti-vax folks, whether you like the vax or not, mm-hmm. don't care. But the anti-vax folks are mainly going to be Trump supporters, I think. But the, if they're Trump supporters, they're not going to vote for a guy that has no chance of winning. They're going to vote for a guy that they think has some chance of winning. But there's a certain amount. You're right. There, there's a certain amount of Republicans, though, that will vote for him over Trump, where sure. having any choice yeah. for the Republican, yeah, yeah. where they would go, well, fuck Biden. I'm not going to vote for Biden if they but, but they don't he, like Trump. If they right. would vote for him, that see, that is the question who it would take votes away from. And I'm not too sure yet. Well, remember, Clinton got elected with like 31 percent of the vote. So he had a very small number of votes compared to people that voted. For Ross Perot. It's that damn electoral voted, college, man. And voted for, um, what's his face? Good old what's his face. I'm Ross. Yeah, but, You're but the he's, boss. Well, it is the electoral college, but he's still got a minority of the electoral college. 
I mean, it's it, he did not get 50%. But yet one. Yeah, because he had more than anybody else. You don't have to get a majority. Maybe that's a rule which should be changed, huh? Well, there's a few things that should be changed. I don't like the fact that we only have two parties because it means that now in both of the parties right now, there's a battle for what does the party mean? You have the socialists versus the old school liberals. And you have the populist conservatives versus the rhinos. So it's like, really, we need four parties here. We need to just be able to vote for people that represent us, not constantly be trying to find the the least of the compromised folks. We need more parties and less because I, I have no voting. I have no uh, expectation that somebody like a Ron Paul is going to be the candidate, the official candidate for the Republican Party ever. It's just not going to happen. There's not enough people think the way that I do. And Ron Paul would have represented my views closer than any other politician, probably. And so consequently, um, I, I would much prefer that we have more parties than the big two always engaged in politics. And that most countries have that. Most countries don't have just two parties. They have multiple parties, none of which is over 50%. So no single party can dominate without doing some kind of deal with at least one other party. Yeah, but single parties are way more fun than married parties. Uh, speak for yourself, man. Clearly not a swinger. <laughs> Join us again next week as Gene will tell us all about his swinging exploits here on Unrelenting.